Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show across the nation from Atlanta, Georgia. The phone number 877-973-7425. I did a disservice in the last hour. I told folks I'd take their calls, but I had so much to say I never got to their calls. So I actually want to spend time beginning this hour with calls a lot of people have a lot of questions on this case out of the Supreme Court, the Dobbs case. A couple of things I need to bring you up to speed on that are breaking news. Uh, the White House has said this matter is with the Department of Justice now. There will be a federal investigation into who leaked it. What would the charges be, among other things? Theft of government property. Uh, they Releasing a Supreme Court opinion is theft of government property. Uh, and uh, there will be, of course, whoever did this probably will never be able to practice law in the United States again. Uh, the Supreme Court will see to it. Also, do not blame Sonia Sotomayor. There's a lot of speculation it was one of her law clerks. She is known to have the most partisan progressive law clerks, but I very much doubt it was her. She very much is a Supreme Court institutionalist. Um, I don't think it was one of the justices. Uh, it is confirmed by Chief Justice Roberts, however, that the leak is real, but that it is a draft opinion that is not binding, is not law, and is still subject to be changed. Uh, now, to the phones. Jerry, waiting very patiently. You're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, thank you, Eric. I, I got a question and then an observation, depending on what your answer is. To. When was this decision or opinion scheduled to be released? We don't know for sure, but most likely June, given that uh, every every month the court has one major case and they tend to wait until uh, the end of May or the beginning of June to release them. So we're about a month yeah. away. This Alito opinion draft had been authored in February, according to the timestamp. Got it. And second of all, Rush always said in an election year, everything happens with a purpose. There are no coincidences, no oh, yeah. just accidentally. So my point is, do you think the right understands exactly who this left is and who they're dealing with, that these guys and gals are not going to give up the power easily, and they're going to throw everything and then some at them? Do you think the right understands what they're dealing with and are they prepared for it? Uh, I Yeah, I kind of do now. I, I feel like we're in this pendulum swing back where the right is finally fighting back on on all the fronts and culture that the, they've ceded to the left. And, and yeah, I do kind of think they do. What I think that the left doesn't understand is that most people are not going to be impacted by this decision. Now, listen, I know, and I've gotten some replies from from some reporters and others that, no, no, this will, because I, I said in reality, nothing's going to change. Like, no, a lot will change. No, actually, most states don't even have an abortion clinic or have one. Most abortions occur in California, New York, and other places where you'll still be able to get an abortion. Most people will not be impacted by this decision on a daily basis, and the left forgets that. Rick, you're going to be the next person on the show. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, you know, so I've been I've been making pro-life arguments for a long time, and, uh, you know, so often the, the pro-abortion arguments are emotional, that kind of thing. And I heard, a, I heard a new one from me recently, you know, when you get this mantra of my body, my choice, body autonomy, that kind of thing. Uh, and basically, if somebody's saying that, most people, when they're pro-choice, they're not extremists, right? So they want reasonable limitations on it, safe, rare, legal, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you can point out the fact that if they really believe that, my body, my choice, then really what that means is they're kind of taking extreme position because 
If it's really her body and her choice, then how can you make any argument that she can't have an abortion at any time for any reason? You know, a couple of weeks before birth, she might decide she doesn't want to have a child. She might decide, oh, it's a girl. I really wanted a boy. And most people would be very uncomfortable with that, especially as the fetus looks more and more like a baby. Mm -hmm. So I just think that's a good way to counter that emotional thing that they throw out. That's not really an argument. Again, it's just emotion and the statement. But most people don't know how to handle that because they do agree. Well, it's a woman's body, but really... If you go the whole way, if you take that, take the roof off of that, then it really means uh, yeah, and, women can have an abortion. You know, so here's the thing is that most Americans overwhelmingly favor restrictions on abortion, like a 15 week abortion ban in the United States exactly. actually polls at something like 70 per 60 to 70 percent of Americans agree. Most European right. nations, actually, we're in the fringe as a nation goes on abortion rights. Most European countries prohibit abortion after eight weeks. Uh, the Georgia law that was passed, the fetal heartbeat ban, would have been six weeks. Um, it, the, the Democrats are kind of out to lunch on this. You know what? It reminds me very much of the so-called don't say gay bill in Florida. It's actually called the Parental Rights and Education Act. A majority of Democratic voters supported that law. But partisans in the press and the Democrats didn't. Day to day, this law isn't good. This change won't affect people. And Democrats are insistent, even in my timeline now, I pointed that out. They're like, oh, you're you're downplaying it. Now, no, I'm not downplaying it. Uh, it. Not downplaying it at all. I'm just pointing out that the reality is this isn't going to affect most people. And yet they're so convinced of it. Their world has revolved around it. Uh, it is going to be interesting to see how politics changes from this. And I do think it will force people to play at the state level in ways they haven't had to. And that's actually a good thing for the country. Back to the phones. Brian, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Thank you, Mr. Erickson. Quick question for you. I am a resident of Georgia, and I remember when the fetal heartbeat bill was struck down uh, by the federal judge. Now, my question for you is that, say this goes through, we drop Roe v. Wade. Uh, Will Governor Kemp, or whoever the governor is at the time, uh, they talk about resuscitating the fetal heartbeat bill. Is that something that would be reenacted immediately, or would we have to wait for legislation again? Uh, no. So the, the law was enjoined by a federal judge. Doesn't mean it was thrown out by a federal judge. It was enjoined by a federal judge, uh, which okay. means that if the Supreme Court Dobbs case comes down, uh, all the state has to do is go to court and say, in light of the Dobbs decision, uh, you have to release the enjoinment of this law, and, and the judge will have to do it. So the law will go into effect. And that would be a time span of a month, two months? Yeah, maybe uh, six <laughs> months, probably, the way the courts work. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I'm actually one of the few people that this would affect in a direct way. I work across the street from one of these places, and they're the, the pro-life protesters that are here are, and I mind you, I believe in their convictions. I am, I'm a man of faith as well, but they do get a bit crazy out here, and they do constantly come over and uh, criminally trespass. So I'm I'm in a position where I have to go over and say, guys, look, please don't make me have to call the police. Yeah. So it so it'll be one of those things that I'm looking forward to this happening, and with faith, I'm hoping that what's going to happen is that across the street will go silent. So. <laughs> yeah. I, they, okay, I, Brett, I, I got to tell you, um, I was not expecting this angle on it. I, I kind of want this to go into effect, so the protesters show up because that place goes out of business. I, I mean, it's a good perspective to have. Uh, and, and so, I, you know, ironically, I can tell where you work because there are so few of these places in Georgia. Uh, just your description, I know immediately where, where you got to work. 
Okay, very, very good, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I work security for them, and because of it, I have to deal with these guys. And I wanted to, they were protesting this morning. I wanted so bad to go over there and go, so, when all this ends, where are you going to go protest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nowhere. Um, and now they'll have to go work in the, in the crisis pregnancy centers. Brian, thanks very much for the phone call. That is a point I got to make here, y'all. This is a really important point. If you are someone who supports the Dobbs decision, get out your checkbook right now and write a check to your local crisis pregnancy center, your local Christian crisis pregnancy center. I, before I got on air this morning, this isn't humble bragging. This is just, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I wrote a $1,500 check, $1,500 to my local Christian uh, Caring Solutions Pro-Life Pregnancy Center that helps mothers. $1,500 covers the additional supplemental cost to a pregnant mom uh, who has been considering abortion and chose otherwise. Uh, And so that was the amount of money I gave was $1,500 that will help cover the cost of initial supplies, formula, diapers with the offset cost from the pregnancy center. Uh, You've got to put your money where your mouth is here because when this issue goes away, when Dobbs comes out and Roe v. Wade goes away, there are still going to be a lot of pregnant women out there who are in crisis and they're going to need your help. They're there now. And if you say you're pro-life, you can't just be pro-birth. you got to be pro-life. So what does that mean, actually? I wasn't going to go here, but I might as well now since I've since I've started. And I, I'm, I'm happy to keep taking your calls as well, 877-973-7425. Uh, adoption in the United States is extremely expensive. It is a convoluted, complex, bureaucratic process. Conservatives at the state and federal level need to simplify the process. Ironically... Progressives have made it worse at a regulatory uh, basis because they wanted it to become easier to have an abortion. One of the reasons, and no, I'm not making this up, that the abortion or that adoptions in America are so complicated and costly is because the pro-abortion industry has had an incentive to lobby in Democratic states to make it that way. In a number of states, they have laws. Get this. I did not know this until I had it happen to a friend of mine. In some states, Democrats passed laws, not Republicans, Democrats passed laws, that if a birth parent within a year of birth wants the child back, has a change of heart and wants the child back, your adoption's canceled. I didn't know that was a thing. It is. Those laws need to go away. I have a friend who needs to remain nameless who had this happen. Um, And it was essentially a shakedown because he is someone of, of note, someone of some prominence. And when the birth parent found out, it was very clear the birth parent really didn't want the kid back just wanted a financial settlement to not make the claim, and they had to pay the money. Um, it was very clear the birth parent really didn't want the kid back, just found out that this person was a, a well-known person with money and did a shakedown, essentially. 
we've got to clean up the adoption process in the country. We've got to make it easier to adopt in the country. We've got to make the foster care situation better in the country. We've got to make the foster to adoption process more seamless in this country. We've got to improve tax incentives for families. We can't be libertarian on this. We've got to have a social safety net for single moms. We've got to try to restore the family in this country. We've got to try to make dads matter and keep them in the home and keep a loving couple together. If you're going to say, I am pro-life, there is a lot of work ahead now that could not even happen while Dobbs was on the table. There's a lot of work that has to happen. Uh, The reality is that there are thousands and thousands of crisis pregnancy counseling centers in this country that have worked to convince women not to have abortions, but to show them that they can take care of their child and there is a support a group for that. I have met some of the women who have gone through these programs. I have spoken at events to fundraise for these groups. They are going to need your help more than ever. And by help, I mean they're going to need your money. Instead of giving to political candidates, give to these groups. If you can, you need to give money to these organizations because they are going to have a lot of work ahead of them. And in the meantime, if you're a policy wonk in the GOP, you need to get serious about making it a whole lot easier to have adoptions in this country, to streamline adoptions, to lower the cost of adoptions. Um, We have got to help on this front uh, because there are a lot of people who will – refuse to help uh, because they're so angry about the Dobbs decision. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, you need a really big deal because you're a big deal. Go to First Liberty at firstlibertyga.com. Spend 10 minutes with them. Tell them I sent you. See if they can help you. We're talking big deals like $750,000 or more. Firstlibertyga.com. Uh, I want to go take uh, – I got time for just one phone call in this segment. The rest of you stand by. I'll come to you. But, Sarah, I want to come to you next. Welcome to the program. Yes, thank you for having me. Sure. Um, I wanted to call in and bring up uh, – I run a nonprofit called the Hope Box. It's the hopebox.org. And we are the experts for the safe haven law in the state of Georgia. And there's safe haven laws across the country. The one in Georgia, a mom has up to 30 days to relinquish her infant, no questions asked without prosecution, to any fire, police, hospital, Department of Health. Uh, We train them all, we work with them all, and I deal with moms in crisis all the time. These are moms that love their children. They're just not able to care for them for some reason. So as much as, yes, support your pregnancy resources, but keep in mind There's lots of resources for moms in crisis, and they can always reach out 24 hours a day and get the support that they need. Oh, that's fantastic. Sarah, if if there's someone listening right now who needs to reach out, where do they go? They can go to the website, thehopebox.org. They can also call us on our hotline, uh, 770-765-6301, 770-765-6301. 6301. And if you're a fire station, police station that needs continued safe haven training or hospital, they can also reach out to us and we're able to prepare them as a staff to assist them on. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you said that because that one actually is really important here. The training for the first responders who are in these situations. 
Um, yeah, that, yes. that's fantastic that you guys. So thehopebox.org is the website. Yes. Uh, that, I'm yes, so glad sir. you called in because, my gosh, that training is so essential. Um, <laughs> it really is. I Man, what a blessing to have you call in, Sarah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay. See, you guys see there, there's, there's an entire network out there of people who are willing to help moms. And, and so much of the conversation, the press is, oh, there, there's, there's no one. You're on your own. You might as well go to the abortion clinic. It's very demonic in my mind. Um, all the all the worshippers of Moloch out there. Listen, I I I I freely admit, I am a billion percent uh, biased on this issue. And you know, this is this is the issue. When I started in radio, none of my bosses, thank goodness, they were fine with me. But uh, the corporate management of radio companies of America are going to be just, I mean, in the fetal position with with wax melted into their ears so they don't have to hear this today because uh, radio companies are run by a bunch of progressives, including in talk radio. They do not like this issue. They do not like it one little bit. Uh, and for this to be the dominant conversation in talk radio today, all the progressives who own the, the radio companies of America are going to have heartburn today. Um, I was told, I was when I filled in for Rush Limbaugh the first time, it came up. And one of the executives there came in and said, don't ever talk about this issue again unless it's directly in the news. Well, it's directly in the news today. Now, Rush, by the way, you should know, he told me, you talk about it. You talk about any issue you ever want to talk about. I don't care. Uh, what I want to point out right now, and I, the rest of you on, on hold, just just uh, give me this this time. I'll take you as soon as we come back from the next commercial break. Um, Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell are owed a ton of credit for this. They're owed a ton of credit. When we come back... There are other issues out there. Believe it or not, this is the dominant issue of the day, but there are other issues. In fact, when most Americans go vote in November, this is not going to be at the forefront of their mind. The economy and inflation and word on Wall Street is despite the federal government saying they thought inflation had now peaked, there are troubling signs inflation is still going up. And the situation in Ukraine is becoming more destabilizing in the run-up to May 9th. May 9th is a big Russian military holiday called Victory Day. And there are alarming signs in Moscow that something is wrong with Vladimir Putin and a coup may be afoot, and that may escalate him to nuclear weapons. There are real geopolitical concerns out there. we got to talk about all that. Also, the Trump fight in Georgia against Brian Kemp has taken an interesting twist. At the top of the next hour, we got to move to that. Nationwide implications here. You know who's decided to jump in on behalf of Brian Kemp? Two people, Mike Pence and George W. Bush, coming in for Brian Kemp. I have the details. Yep, you can call it, as JJ says, 877-973-7425. I wish to go to the phones. I am going to go to Mary. Mary, welcome to the program. Thanks for being patient. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I uh, I have so many things I would love to say about uh, abortion. I really don't know where to, where to start, but I have worked in an abortion uh, setting. And I think every person in Congress should be forced to watch a video procedure of an abortion. And for those states that are not sure if they want abortion, where they should stop. But there's, there are some like at 24 weeks, 
And those babies can survive. Now, many years ago, of course, they couldn't. Mm -hmm. But those babies can survive at this time. And I really doubt if very few people really know how those babies are uh, extracted. But um, I think one thing that has to be done is women girls in particular who come into the uh, clinics because they're alone many times. Uh, the father of the baby's not there, not interested. Uh, the mother has no self-esteem. And um, I know when they're confirmed that they're pregnant and they say they don't have money, they tell them, oh, just go down the street two blocks. There's a Medicaid place. And anybody who's pregnant qualifies for Medicaid. So I, I think it's easy to get, and I, you know, that might be one reason there are so many. Um, but I think the father of the baby should be held, you know, as equally responsible. Yes. The girls should be, you know, understand that their body is worth something. You know that they are a worthy person, which I don't think many of them feel that way. Um, yeah. I, I, I saw people who came in 10 or 11 times for abortions, and I asked why, and they said, uh, that's my form of birth control. Gosh. Uh, there, there's not so many. There, there are a lot of things that are all involved in it, and um, I, I don't know where to go with it and whatever, but definitely I know those um, further along uh, pregnancies, I, in my estimation, should not be terminated. Yeah, well, there are circumstances, you know, right. it's people there, who have genetic things that can't, you know, they've already gone to their doctor. Uh, let's say it's attached to the female. Well, yeah, the life uh, of the mother and, 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 and right. All I, those things definitely need to be, you know, taken into consideration. What I find but, really, I mean, those are, yeah, they thing. are, and, and Mary, what I find remarkable is that uh, as much as there may be a massive divide in this country on the first few weeks of pregnancy, the the real reality here is that overwhelmingly Americans favor restrictions 15 weeks and later. Now, uh, to something Mary said, and y'all forgive me, I'm just going to ask for your grace here because I'm, I'm going to go on a tirade now from what she something she said. Uh, we're going to get a little theological here for a moment. I realize Mother's Day is coming up. We'll have that at some point, but we got to focus here. I'm going all the way to Genesis six. Just there's a point. Bear with me. There's a point. I think you can you can survive the point, even if you're not a theological person. You can survive the point. Genesis six, starting with verse six. When man began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw the daughters of man were attractive and they took us their wives and he they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit shall not abide in man forever for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the sons of God came into the daughters of man and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. We're, don't call and ask me about those. That, that, that's not relevant to the discussion. This is. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. 
And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heaven, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence, and God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence before them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And he instructed Noah to build the ark, and he said, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will go in the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your son's wives with you. Now, my point on this, we're not diving into deep theology here. My point is there's a there's a moral story, even if you're not a believer, you need to get out of this. Noah on all the earth was the only person God found to have righteousness, the only person at all on the entire planet God found righteousness with. He said, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. God did not find Noah's sons to be blameless. Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and and Japheth, they did not find favor in God's eyes. They didn't. They were with blame. They were not righteous. They did not find favor. But because of dad, because of the father, the sons and the sons' wives survived. Fathers matter. And you heard Mary's phone call. The girls who show up at these abortion clinics, their fathers, typically, they're not in the house or they're not involved in their daughter's life. And the daughter has daddy issues. The father of the child to be killed is nowhere around. And the daughter probably uh, hooked up with that boy because she had low self-esteem and was trying to be liked by someone because daddy wasn't in her life. Fathers matter so much more. Y'all, I, I gotta I, I need to confess my sin. I I should not do this. I love my children. Sometimes, like with the rest of you, my kids start telling stories. And the freaking story never ends. It goes on and on and on and on. And you're just, please bring this story to an end. I can feel my anxiety. I'm I'm starting to have a panic attack just when you think the story ends. It's like the ending of the return of the king just when you think you've got to the end of the movie. Oh, my God, there's another ending. It's, It's my kid's story the same way. And I just have to tell myself, I need my child to have my attention when really I just want to jump off the building so the story ends. I've 
gotta, I gotta, I got to have my kids. Dads, you, you matter. I was with Dick Cheney one time, whether you like him or not, Dick Cheney said, when he was with his child, even when he was secretary of defense and his kids were younger, when he was chief of staff in, in the White House back in the day, Dick Cheney said, if his kids entered the room, he put everything away, his Blackberry, didn't take a phone call, his kids, they may only be with him for five minutes, but in those five minutes, he was theirs. They weren't his, he was theirs. Y'all dads matter so much. And it's a recurring theme in these sorts of stories about pregnant young women. They get pregnant by their boyfriend. They don't have a relationship with their father. Now, there are dads who have great relationships with their daughters, and their daughters wind up having sex and getting pregnant. But overwhelmingly, the pattern, you talk to anybody who works in one of these places or in a crisis pregnancy center, and overwhelmingly, it's a young woman whose father is not in the picture, or they the father is there and they have a terrible, unhealthy relationship. Dads matter so much. I, 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 I take so much from this. Sorry, I realize some of you call it a fable. I, I take it to be true, but regardless of how you see it, on the entire planet Earth, the God of all creation decided to wipe it all out, aggrieved by the sins of man, but he found one man who he would walk with who found favor in his eyes. And that man had three sons who God did not like. They did not find favor in God's eyes. They were not blameless. They were not righteous. But they got to live because the character of the father counted. And I just, I I can't overemphasize that enough. If you're a dad listening to me right now, You may have a terrible relationship with your kids. Today is the day to fix it. You may be a terrible person. Today is the day you need to to fix your problems because otherwise your problems will run to your children. The impact fathers have in their children's lives by being there or not is one of the biggest societal issues we in the United States of America globally have. And we have for so long in this country invested in this this feminist view against the patriarchy, against fathers. Dads are always the butt of joke in every commercial. Dads are always the ones we make fun of. Dads are always the ones that we laugh at. Dads are always the ones who cause the problems. We have degraded what it means to be a father. We have turned the idea of fatherhood into something that is meaningless you can go to the, the, the sperm donor bank and, and, and you don't need a father to have a baby. Yes, dads matter. They matter more than you know. And the people who know this the most are the ones who don't have one. And so when we talk about this issue and the societal ramifications of the issue, You need to understand 
that you begin to fix the issue by beginning to remind men their responsibility does not end after having sex. It only is beginning. And them and their children's lives makes a great big difference to the stability of a society. I'll end the sermon there. We got to go to commercial break, but I need y'all to I need you to understand that point. It is a recurring theme when you talk to women who work in abortion clinics. The pattern of girls who are coming in looking for abortions are overwhelmingly nine out of ten times girls whose dads either they're not in the picture or the relationship is terrible with the father in the picture. Understand that. Now, I gotta tell you about Eden Pure. Eden Pure, their thunderstorm air purifier cleans the air, clears the air. It doesn't cover up odors, it doesn't mask odors, it eliminates odors, and you can get three of them for less than two hundred dollars. I keep one in my suitcase. Uh, in fact, as a matter of fact, I, I actually had to break mine out last night. I'm in a very nice hotel. I'm in a very nice hotel uh, for the next couple of days, but there's fresh carpeting in my hotel room. They've renovated the hotel, and I, fresh carpet smell does a number on me with allergies, and I fired up my Eden Pure Thunderstorm because it's so portable. I keep it in my suitcase. Whenever I travel, I have it just in case, and it really – I went to let it run. I came back, and uh, the carpet odor smell was taken care of. Thank goodness. Uh, I really do use this thing. You can too. You can get three of them for less than $200. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, and you use the discount code ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. E-R-I-C-K-3. You'll save $200. You'll get three of them for less than $200. One for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your bag or your basement, your RV, your car, if you got smoky or pet odors there. Eric3 is the discount code. The website is EdenPureDeals.com. You know, if you text the word show to 33777, you can get the podcast link, the live stream link. More importantly, all of the things that I'm talking about today, all of the documents that I'm referencing, all the news articles I'm referencing, uh, we put them in show notes. Uh, it comes out right when the show starts along with the live link. So if you're uh, away from a radio, you can still listen to the show. Uh, and it's in the email. It's for subscribers only. So text show to 33777. Now, I want to go to the phones. I want to go to Nancy um, waiting patiently. Nancy, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, Eric. Thanks. Um, I'm actually one of those people who pray outside of Planned Parenthood. Oh, good for you. Um, yeah, you know, we're not obnoxious protesters, but I know there are some. Um, yes, we wear signs, but we pray the rosary and have pamphlets for the girls if they seek our help because Planned Parent isn't giving them that option. Mm-hmm. There's two situations I wanted to tell you about. Um, one was a young girl who approached our group for help. And she cried out, do you think any of those women in there want an abortion? You know, it's like what you were saying. The dads threaten to leave them. Their family and their friends push them into abortion, and they have nowhere else to go. Um, which kind of leads me to the to the second thing I wanted to say. I'm, I'm Catholic, and the Catholic Church started an initi- a nationwide initiative called Walking with Mothers in Need to help these girls. Um, and we had a gal from another parish come talk to us because they're further along with it. And, and she said when she asked the girls what they need, the number one response is, I need somebody to believe in me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we all need to be to, to start donating and helping these gals out. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's theory until you see it for yourself or you talk to mm-hmm. someone who's had an abortion 
that they felt helpless and alone. Uh, they felt like their family was going to reject them. In some cases, it was internalized fears that uh, they didn't know for sure, but they thought it. But man, yet it matters so much. Um, okay. And now, can you talk about? Uh, we've only got about a minute or so left, but but how, the group that goes and prays. Um, what all goes into that to to get people there to make it happen? Well, it's our pro-life ministry from our church, um, and we have a coordinator that coordinates with a number of Catholic churches, and it's not just Catholics, but, you know, we're part of it. Um, and to be honest with you, there are, there's another group with with megaphones that, that we're not quite Yeah, those, those are the ones that I think do a disservice. Um, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. We, we, These we girls have, don't need to be yelled at. Yes. Yeah. I mean, gosh, the... the Show them some grace and 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 try to help them. Right, Listen, they're I, scared. They they really are. I, I got to let you go there because I'm almost out of time. But thank you very okay. much for calling okay. in. Really appreciate it uh, a ton. And yeah, there there is an, a, a group of people, and I'm not talking the Westboro Baptist people. There there are there is a pro life group that will show up with megaphones and start berating the girls going into the clinic. And those are the least helpful people. Uh, the number of people who become atheists because of Christians is is they're they're there. Uh, that that's we're not talking about that group. There are those who show up and privately, quietly on the street corner pray, and and try to smile at those people in desperate circumstances who are emotionally no. So very few people want to kill a child. And having some empathy and sympathy for them might persuade them that there is a way out of doing it. Now, we got to move on, y'all. We got to move on. I'll take your phone call still, but there's other news out there, including uh, the former chief of staff to Mike Pence and the former president of the United States, George W. Bush, stepping up to help Brian Kemp in the last less than a month of the gubernatorial election in Georgia. And I have been leaked new polling on that race, I'll tell you what it is.